Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, he is. Doug Oster joins us on the Disc Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. But let's start off by saying if you're the 10th caller, here's what you get. 412-922-1020. A gift certificate from Sorgles and if you're even thinking of going in the garden, you're going to have to wait because of daylight savings time. We're not saving daylight right now. We're burning daylight because it's dark still outside. Doug, I just turned over, looked over my shoulder, and I went, you know, right now because of moving forward with the clock, it's 7.08 Eastern, and it's still dark outside, but we'll make up for it later in the day, right? Oh, that's for sure. Boy, you sound good. You're, see, you're a pro. Did you go to bed an hour early, or did you just... <laughs> power through i actually fell asleep about 10 30 before we 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 uh you know daylight savings time was in effect at 2 a.m so in all the years and this goes back to 1984 other than one year in 07 when i had my kids at disney world i actually got four hours sleep last night Ugh. it's a miracle i know so you, you you take those gifts when you can get them and i actually feel pretty good now at two o'clock today i'll probably be face down <laughs> on the floor in the basement relaxing but but i must tell you i feel pretty good right now doug and we well, you know what we got a lot of calls today in all the years that i've been doing this show and there's been a lot of them i had more calls in the first hour today than i've ever had because normally oh, people that's great and your phones are starting to ring right now too oh, so that's great i wasn't sure we'd get callers so that's awesome and i've got a lot to talk about to start off the show uh, i'm going to be doing free virtual organic gardening classes beginning a week from thursday that's march 25th at, at 4 30 it's through zoom and as i said it's absolutely free i've partnered with farm to table of western pennsylvania to present the first four free classes, as I said, via Zoom. Uh, I'll be running a, a PowerPoint program with all the pictures to show you exactly what to do. We can talk back and forth during the presentation. It's going to be awesome. And, of course, it was important for me that these classes are free for everyone, you know, no charge. And so we're going to have so much fun doing that. Uh, I'm going to be covering starting seeds, preparing the garden for planting, explaining what to plant, when to plant, uh, so much more composting. And you just can register at DougOster.com. And let me tell you about Farm to Table of Western Pennsylvania. Uh, <laughs> it was almost a year ago that I got laid off from the trip. And six hours after I got laid off from the trip, Aaron Hart from Farm to Table of Western Pennsylvania sent me an email saying, geez, I'm so sorry, would you like to do some classes for us? And I'm telling you, <laughs> I will owe her for the rest of my life because, you know, I'm sure many people out there have been laid off, and that was the first time I didn't have a real job. Well, I never had a real job. <laughs> never uh, had someone paying my uh, my freight, so to speak, 
1972 when I had my first paper route. So it was it was shocking at the time, but it's all worked out. And thank you so much, Farm to Table Western Pennsylvania and Aaron Hart for making me part of uh, what they do. And I listen to that weather forecast. Wednesday is St. Patrick's Day, 61 degrees. That's the day we plant our peas. Grandma said, plant your peas on St. Patrick's Day. Here's how I do it. I take those dried pea seeds, put them in some water, soak them overnight, and then the garden's probably not going to be ready to be turned over. You know, you've heard it a thousand times. If the soil sticks to the shovel, it's too wet. So we just get a bag of compost or a bag of something from your local nursery, something good, and, and throw it down in the soil. And now we can plant our peas. But, you know, it's not just peas. It's all those other cool-weather crops that I love to grow, the lettuce and mazunas and greens and arugula, all sorts of stuff, radishes, carrots, beets, Swiss chard can all be started on Wednesday and yes, it's going to get super cold after Wednesday, no doubt about it. But these plants don't care. There's nothing left Mother Nature has in her to stop them. And it's so exciting to get going. Uh, yeah, it's dark out there now, but uh, these, you know, the longer second half of the day is is just uh, gets us one step closer to spring and summer. Since this is the time change, not as many people probably listening. So this is a great day to try and win this week's book. It's called The Little Gardener, Helping Children Connect with the Natural World by Julie Cerny. All you have to do is go to DougOster.com, click on the contact button and say, I want to win the book or I'm a winner or whatever or book. And tomorrow I'll just go through them and randomly pick them and put them in a random number generator and we'll see who wins. Uh, the latest story I just wrote for The Green Voice is called How to Garden. There's no such thing as a green thumb, and I believe that. You know, I, as so many people, uh, this is their first or second year gardening because of the pandemic, and, you know, it, it, it's not rocket science, and it's not always easy, but there's some certain things that you can do, and we've talked about them on the show, you know, almost every week, you know, improving the soil, knowing when stuff goes in the ground, uh, not letting it dry out, those things, but a lot of people, they, they kind of look at gardening as a, a mystical art, you know, but it's a combination of art and science. And if you just follow a few simple things, it can get you started. Yes, gardening, it takes a lifelong, it's a lifelong learning hobby, that's for sure. But a few basic things can get you started. Um, when When you're out there looking at what's popping up, and snowdrops and crocuses are blooming right now, and snowdrops are one of my favorites. Um, just little white flowers, easy to plant in the fall. But this is the time to look into that garden and see what's blooming and what isn't and just jot down a couple notes or take a couple pictures so you know what to plant in the fall for the next spring. And I know it seems crazy to be thinking about a year from now already, but that's how you do it. You know, I, I, I'm looking now to see where my crocuses are and aren't. Uh, it'll be the same with the daffodil season, tulip season, and we'll, we'll see what's not working and what is working and where we need more in the fall. Snowdrops are especially important to me. The first little batch is way back when I worked for the Post-Gazette. Uh, a reader sent me a little box of snowdrops, and I put those in, and... Um, 
there were two friends of mine that both have passed, gardening friends, uh, and they were just amazing gardeners. I, I wrote about them at com. Well, they would always come to see me speak. Oftentimes, uh, they would come to Sorgles, actually, and they would be the last two guys in the building, and I would see them shuffle in, and they would wave, and I would wave. And uh, Len Lehman, he was just—he was just an expert gardener. Both these guys were part of the uh, uh, the Rock Garden Society, and uh, they they helped tend that rock garden in front of the aviary. That is a cool little garden. You should you should take a look at that in front of the National Aviary. Um, and well, he heard me talk about snowdrops, and he and he and I grow all these weird one, so to speak, uh, doubles and, and, you know, just like anything in gardening, you, you, you get obsessed with certain things. And he pulled me aside afterwards and just said, Hey, I have this one called wasp and, uh, it's rare and I, I'll get a couple extra bulbs for you. And he did. And he sent them to me. And, you know, unfortunately him and, and Alder Brook both, uh, passed away last year. But when his wasp snowdrop bloomed this spring, I put it in a special spot in the vegetable garden so it could never be missed. It's right when you walk in the vegetable garden. When that bloomed, I just thought of those two guys. And that's that's part of gardening, are these plants that remind us of people. Uh, You know, today will will be a day to call uh, because there's not going to be a lot of callers. And if you want to talk about some of these plants that mean something to you that way, Give us a call at 866-391-1020, and we can talk gardening. Rob? Tim, we're going to get a break in here, then get to these phones. We've got John in Bethel Park and Don in McDonald. Room for a couple of you folks as well at 866-391-1020. You know, St. Patrick's Day, more than planting peas for you, you may enjoy a little uh, Guinness. Is that right, Doug? St. Patrick's Day is amateur night. You got to stay home. Well, that's what but I mean. Yeah. You can do yeah, it. Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can do it at oh, home. Again, 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 this would be perfect. That's it. Would that's it? Would <laughs> that's it? Would a lot. All right, we'll take a break. It never gets old, folks. I love St. Patrick's Day. And guess who I have on my show for St. Patrick's Day? Perfect. Councilman Corey O'Connor at six o'clock. He, of course, the son of the late great Bob O'Connor, who loved this holiday, and obviously his mother Judy and that family. So. Looking forward to spending some time on St. Patrick's Day talking some good Pittsburgh news with the Honorable Councilman from the 5th District, of course, Corey O'Connor. Short break, back with more in just a couple of moments. All right, let me remind you again, the need is great. Help us provide meals to benefit Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank through Giant Eagle Feed the Need Radiothon happening in just a couple of days, March 16th. Support our neighbors in partnership with Citizens. Text NEED to 50155 or visit 937thefan.com slash Feed the Need. Plus, check out our Yin's Fluence t-shirts on sale now with proceeds supporting Feed the Need. Doug, going to give you a chance to talk about the Community Food Bank, obviously the good folks at Giant Eagle and Citizens as well, too. So go right ahead. Oh, yeah, no doubt. There's a need out there, uh, more so than ever, you know, with the pandemic. And as I often say, you know, I, I've worked with the the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank now for I don't know how many years with the Tomato and Garlic Festival, over 15, trying to get gardeners to donate their produce. That's something to think about also, you know. Support them now through this uh, event, but also, you know, grow something extra and donate it to your local food, food pantry. All right, folks, uh, give us a call, 866-391-1020. We'd love to hear from you. Let's go to John in Bethel Park. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I figured that uh, you and, and Rob shouldn't be the only ones this time of, up yeah, this time it's, of it's morning. Yeah, it's the three Don. of us, John. It's the three of us today this <laughs> so morning. I thought I'd join you and <laughs> take advantage. Um, 
by the way, uh, that uh, series that you're going to do sounds terrific. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. I try to do everything you're you make available, and I will look forward to that one. Oh, that's great! Yeah, I'll be you just if you go to dougoster.com, you can find out all about these free organic classes that I'll be starting um, a week from Thursday on the 25th. So, what's on your mind this morning? Uh, replenishing my uh, raised beds and my uh, containers. I've got over a dozen large containers and. Uh, um, these raised beds, and I'm wondering about replenishing them. I start, went up to Sorgals last year and got their uh, really good stuff from what, their Coastal Maine products. Oh, that uh, is good stuff. And uh, it did really well. And so now I've got um, all of these things with this uh, year-old soil in them, and I'm wondering what's the best way to uh, get them ready for a new season. Well, if you have a little space on top of the containers, um, something like you'd already used there, you could top them off. Um, if uh-huh. there's no room left at the top of the container, uh, I would take about uh, maybe a quarter of it, maybe a third of it out, and uh, save uh-huh. it. Don't don't discard it because it's still pretty good stuff. And then maybe uh-huh. mix that with some of the new stuff and put that uh-huh. back in there, or just put the new stuff back in there for that quarter of the entire size of the container or a third of it, whatever it might be. I, I, you know, I know a lot of gardeners that dump all that stuff out and redo it every year, and that's probably the right way to do it, but I can't afford that. You know, you've yeah. got, how many did you say, 10, 12 containers? I've got 50. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, yeah. that's, what I'm, that's what I'm doing. I'm just adding a little bit to the top, and the same okay. thing with the, with the raised beds. Uh, now, okay. my raised beds are now... 20 over 20 years old and so Uh every year i've added a couple inches of compost and over that time it's just you know the beds are great and so depending on how how far along they are and how how they've done just again you know an inch or two of compost um would or or that that good stuff you got from sorghums, something like that just just adding it to the top is is enough to uh, give it what it needs now it might need, like the containers, something to think about that I do with my containers is when we get into end of May, every time I have to water them, I'm adding a, an organic liquid fertilizer. Uh-huh. And so um, that makes a big difference because yeah, even though we're adding that new stuff, you know, depending on what the plants are we have in our containers, you know, they're pretty much stuffed with plants and they're eating up all that stuff in there. And so mm-hmm. a, a good a good liquid-based organic fertilizer, the one that I've, I've fallen in love with is this one called Dramatic, and it's available at mm-hmm. uh, at Han Nursery in the north and then Chapin's in the, in the south. Probably other places too, but those two places have agreed to carry it because I'm, I've just fallen in love with it. it it's, uh, it's fish-based, and it, it smells like low tide, okay? So it doesn't smell <laughs> like a fish, but it, it smells like low tide, but not so Oh, my long. neighbors will be real thrilled to add that to the uh, Bobex that I use. <laughs> there, oh, yeah, that and Bobex. You, you, uh, you'll, keep, you'll keep everything out of the garden, including visitors. <laughs> uh, but, but that stuff really, uh, I'm just so impressed with it. And when I'd use it on my containers the last couple of years, the stuff's just gone nuts. And so that oh. that. That helps, uh, and and I How learned that. How does it compare to grow? Say it again. How does it compare to uh, Spoma's grow? It's similar. It's similar. I, I, you know, if you still have some grow, keep using it. But um, 
that's the one I, I, I was using years in advance, which I, I love. Uh, it, it's great stuff. It's just, a, you know, through the, the years, things come and go. We change the way we guarded, you know. Uh, it, the, the grow from Espoma is, is, is great. The dramatic is great. There's a, probably 10 other great organic concentrates, liquid concentrates that you could use that would be, uh, would be effective too. But um, okay. when I did a story at the at Pittsburgh Zoo, then the, the former um, chief of the horticulture there, Frank Peasy, he was the one that was telling me that like every time they water their containers from June to August, they're adding that fertilizer. And I never thought of that. I, you know, I was doing it maybe once a month or something. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so uh, by doing it every time, it really made a big difference uh, in, in how my plants looked. And it, it's, it's easy. You know, you're going to be watering anyway, and so you can either uh-huh. just put a, a, a couple drops of the concentrate on top or you can mix it up however you want to do it. And the, the combination of those things, I, I think you're going to have even even a, uh, a better garden than you had last year, John. Okay. All Excellent. right? And uh, we'll see Thank you when you those so classes much. start uh March 25th, those free organic gardening lessons, all right? Don't forget DougOster.com, everything that is the organic gardener. We're going to take a break. We've got Melinda at the bottom of the hour with the news. Then we'll come back. We'll give you an opportunity to win that gift certificate from Janoski's. All of our wonderful people are getting ready. Our great sponsors for the upcoming spring season. No one does it better than these local nurseries and farms. And Doug will continue to talk about it as we move forward into the spring of 2021. St. Patrick's Day is looming on Wednesday, so corned beef and cabbage and I Irish soda bread and more. It is Frank Dentisi, Father Joe, enjoying the day off. We'll be sharing all of those great recipes with you. Lots of calories, lots of comfort. And because of Coons Market, Banks World, McKnight Road, those cafes, over 600 varieties of your favorite beers, microbrews and craft beers, and great Guinness, too, that great stout. So, ladies and gentlemen, stay with us because we've got lots more to come today, including Heffron Tillotson, Your Money and You, and the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday show at 11 a.m. It is Rob Pratt Sunday. This is The Organic Gardener with Doug Oster, KDKA. Good morning. Yes, he is. Right now, 10th caller, 412-922-1020. One's a gift certificate worth $25 from Janoski's in Clinton. Let's go to McDonald, PA, and say good morning to Don on the air with Doug. Hey, Don. Good morning. Uh, Please, uh, do you have to use inoculate? Somebody told me you did. I never used it for years. but So uh, many people will use something called an inoculant for peas and beans um, if if you got great soil, you don't have to worry about it. But if your soil is lacking a little bit, then yes, inoculate's a great idea. And and again, this is something that gardeners argue over. And uh, I found some inoculant locally, so I, I'm probably going to do it. All it is is you just it's like a powdery thing that you mix up with some water, throw your pea seeds in there, and then you plant them. And it's supposed to give you a a, a better yield. Uh, you know, I get plenty of peas just planting in compost, so. Uh, if you found the inoculant locally, it certainly couldn't hurt. That's kind of the way I look at it. All right. I never uh, put water on my peas. You you water them the day well, before or something. Yeah, I soak them overnight just because it helps germination. That's the only seed I do it with. You know, I get I get questions all the time. Well, do you do it with beans too? And but you know, by the time you plant beans, the soil is really warmed up. Uh, another trick that I do with the peas, you know, again, it depends on the weather. You know, if you're going to have a 61-degree day on planting day and it continues to be nice, 
you don't have to do any extra things, but a lot of times I've got these like plastic uh, kind of solar cover type things. They're old skylights. I'll plant the seeds and put that over the bed, and there's there's no doubt they're going to sprout. Uh, it's just sometimes, you know, you you, you see how, how wild the weather swings are in spring. It could be 19 degrees one night and 61 in the afternoon. So sometimes they need a little bit of help to get started. But once they come up, no matter how cold it gets, boy, there's just no stopping peace. All right, here's Bill in Grove City. Hey, Bill, how you doing? Good morning. I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I got a question about strawberries. I uh, planted a row of strawberries last year, and I uh, covered them with straw. Uh, when when can I pull that straw back off safely? How's how how does it look now? Can you see anything it popping up yet? And how uh, thick is the straw? Well, we're about four degrees, four to five degrees colder than you are down in Pittsburgh. So, uh, All right. So there's there's probably some time. How thick is the straw? Uh, about four inches. Uh, I would just keep an eye out, take a look, you know, brush some of it off. And when you start to get new growth, that's a little thick. Just kind of push it off to the side. But that straw will be good to act as a mulch for the plants themselves, and they can come up on top of that. And all those runners will be on, you know, start on top of the straw and then work their way down. And you'll keep the berries uh, a little healthier by being on the straw. So just keep an eye out for for when they start sprouting and give them a little bit of space. Really, with four inches, that's it's kind of thick. But uh, the thing is, the strawberries are tough. They they'll come up right through it. All right, I know you want to talk about some other things, so let's get started. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, first off. Another giveaway, uh, today would be the day uh, I'm giving away a book called The Little Gardener, Helping Children Connect with, Nat- with the Natural World by Julie Cerny. And all you got to do is go to DougOster.com, click on the contact button and say, hey, I'm a winner or I want to win the book or the book or kid's book, whatever you want to do, and I'll pick the winner tomorrow. And then also I'm starting a series of four virtual organic gardening classes beginning a week from Thursday via Zoom, March 25th at 4.30 p.m. You don't have to do all the classes. You can just come up, come for one when you want to. Uh, it's something I've partnered with Farm to Table of Western Pennsylvania. And uh, as I said, we'll start off with these four classes. I'm going to have more classes coming up uh, in late spring, too. And I'll have pictures of everything. We can talk back and forth during the presentation via the computer, uh, and as always, it's important for me that this is free for you. And uh, I'm, I'm telling you, we are going to have so much fun. What do you have to lose? I'm covering starting seeds, preparing the garden for planting, what to plant, when to plant, mulching, composting. Uh, just, again, go to DougOster.com, and you can see all the details there. You need to register first so you can get the Zoom invite. And if you haven't done one of these computer things where you talk back and forth via Zoom, it's super easy, and so don't sweat it. You know, once you get in there, and you, there's there's nothing you can do to to mess it up. You'll be okay. All right, Rob. Any more calls, or, or should I go to uh, some other questions that I have? I think you should go to those questions you have. So yeah, I got lots of questions from people, and the first one is from Pamela. It says, "Can I plant pansies now?" And yes, I start my my pansy planting now, usually in containers close to the house. And again, I'll wait till Wednesday when things get nice, but uh, pansies are really tough. I mean, these plants, uh, I've got pansies out there now that were planted in the fall that are still there. You know, they had a little protection on them. 
So I start with containers, uh, again, you know, St. Patrick's Day, and then, then kind of add throughout the time. The warmer it gets, the easier it is for the pansy. Uh, the pansies will go in those containers. You know, we get to April and May. They're just going to they're gonna be the stars of the spring garden. And then we get to about July 4th. It's really hot. They don't like hot weather. You could probably keep them going. But what I do is I sub them out uh, with uh, annuals. And July 4th, a lot of a lot of uh, annuals are on sale. So me being Mr. Cheapskate, I can buy them cheap. I could try some new stuff too. That you know, again, I don't want to pay full retail on something new that I don't know about. But if I could try something new, uh, one thing about picking plants when you you know. When you go to the nursery, ask some questions because the people that work with those plants at our local nurseries, they know more than you could possibly imagine about it. You know, I say this all the time. You know, I spend my life, you know, <laughs> talking about gardening, writing about gardening, doing videos about gardening. But when your job is to plant this thing and make it work, they just know which cultivars are special. And so what I'll do on July 4th, I'll just go in and I'll, I'll find somebody else and say, so what, what has really done well for you this year? And, and they'll say, well, not just this year, this one, blah, 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 blah. And this one has supplanted that one, you know, we used to grow this one. And they, they're on top of it. And so that's where you should be buying your plants, at your good local nursery. Yeah, they're all sponsors of, of the show. But um, that's where I've always bought my plants because you want, good plants. You want stuff that's been watered. Uh, I got a question from Gary. He was looking for shrubs and I told him about one that it, it's, it's underplanted in, in the landscape and it's called Caria, K-E-R-R-I-A. This thing, it can grow in the shade. It gets five feet by five feet, five foot tall, five foot wide. And in April, it has these beautiful yellowish, more orange flowers about an inch and a half wide and man i'm telling you it it's deer resistant it does its thing it it has kind of an arching uh growth habit so when the the arches touch the ground they'll start to root from one plant that i started with when i didn't you know years ago i had no idea what caria was and i saw it at the nursery and it was just a in a one gallon container and i popped it in the ground and man this thing just took off, and now I've got five or six that I've made from that plant, taking the babies and put them around the garden. It's maintenance-free, uh, deer-resistant, beautiful flowers. Sometimes if the weather's right, it'll throw a second set of blooms for you. Uh, and, you know, these are the kind of plants that I like to recommend that don't need a lot of work, that you can just stick in the ground, and it's called Caria, K-E-R-R-I-A. Rob, we ready for a break? We're ready for a break. Back with more in a moment. Yeah, one more segment. Miss Noah all off today. Wanting to get a little extra time as far as with her head on the pillow, and rightfully so, as we are in daylight savings time. Next hour, it's St. Patrick's Day recipes with Frank Dentisi and I, Father Joe, enjoying the day off. Let's say hi to Jean. She's up next for Doug Oster, the Organic Gardener, KDKA. Hi, Jean. Hi. Good morning. I have a rhododendron that I've had for a few years now, and it's never bloomed. Finally, this year, it developed uh, buds. However, the deer have eaten all the leaves off of the plant, not the buds, just the leaves. Is the plant done? Will it, will it come no, back? No, 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 no. It's not done. Uh, the first thing you need to do is be sure we keep those deer off that plant now, 
through bloom time and, and beyond. And so do yourself a favor, get some kind of spray repellent. You know, we talked about one earlier today on the show called Bobex that I love. It stinks, so but it works. Mm-hmm. And keep them off it. And when we get to another two or three weeks into the season, get also get this stuff called Holly Tone. Uh, it's H-O-L-L-Y Tone, T-O-N-E. And okay. that is a great organic granular fertilizer, easy to find, inexpensive, that you can put on uh, the ground around that rhododendron to give it a boost. Uh, I had the same thing happen last year, and the pl- the plants that the deer got after, they look they look tired this year, but another year of holly tone, and I'm hoping to bring them back. You know, the, that rhododendron that you have there, you know, it's been there for a long time, so it has a good root system, but we need to help it out, and the positive never- is... Yeah, the positive is that it, it, they didn't get the buds, <laughs> so so you right. should get. And they've never get, bothered that plant ever uh, until this yeah. year when it finally got that, bald. That's the thing that'll drive you nuts about deer is you'll go year. The same thing in my garden. I, I you know I inherited rhododendrons that were here who knows how many years before and never bothered. And last year I just had the worst deer pressure. You know they just some. Some deer, they just like they don't care about us. They're just like, well, whatever, or the dogs or anything. Other years, you know, when there's other deer around, they're afraid of the smell of the dog. They're afraid of people, and so it, that, that it'll just drive you crazy. Get that deer repellent so so that there's no more damage on that plant, so you get to see it bloom, and then bring it back with a uh, spring the application holly. of holly tone, and you, it'll be on the bag how much to use, and then again a lighter application in the fall. And I, I think you'll be okay with that plant. And when it blooms, give me a call back and just, just let me know how, how much you're enjoying those flowers, okay? Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, listen, we got a couple of minutes left. I want to talk a little bit about this, you know, wonderful thing we have, the Giant Eagle Feed and Need a Radiothon Tuesday, all about helping the Community Food Bank of Pittsburgh. So, Doug, you and I are both big fans. I was promoting them before I met you, and you were working with them as long, if not longer. Let's just talk about the need for food and why the Community Food Bank in this event is such an incredible opportunity to help out. Well, you you know, when you see the people that are coming and you see that they're Many of them, you know, they're they're what we call the working poor. Believe it or not, they they're working two jobs, but they can't make ends meet. And so, you know, if things are going good for you, especially during this pandemic, and you've got a little extra, be part of this program. You know, help out as I, as I always encourage gardeners to do. Uh, plant a little bit extra. And donate it to your local pantry. They would love to have that stuff. You know, uh, I've been at the food bank when, like, homegrown tomatoes come in. You know, that, that you know, a lot of times the food bank has to use, you know, a lot of canned goods and, 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 and stuff that will last. That makes sense. But when some of this fresh produce comes in, and especially fresh produce from a garden, come on, man. Everybody's going to love that. These people are trying to make it, and, and if you're able... Uh, help well, you know that's what we do as gardeners we try and help people right absolutely listen before i let you go obviously we're heading into the spring season just want to remind folks that way for them to stay plugged in especially for those first-time gardeners you know you're we talking farm to table we could also add that to garden to table a lot of folks for the first time ever because of the world we're living in now they want to actually grow their own food so dougoster.com is a great resource doug 
Well, yeah, I, you know, it's a place where we can talk back and forth. Uh, after the show, I always answer questions for for an hour. You know, some people are are too shy to call, or a day like today, they're just getting up now. Like, hey, what do you mean the show's over? I'm, I was just getting ready to watch it or listen to it. And I answer questions at dougoster.com, not just for an hour after the show, but I'm answering all the time. That's my job. You're not bothering me. That that's what I do for a living. I I want to help you. And you know, sometimes I get great stories out of that. Those those uh, encounters with people. Sometimes uh, you know we'll use the questions on the air if we don't get a, a callers. And one thing I've been talking a lot about on Facebook actually, which I didn't really expect, uh, is horseradish. Horseradish is so easy to grow. All you need to do is get a, a, a little root from the, the nursery and stick it in the ground, and you'll always have it. Put it someplace where it's not going to take over. Well, how are we doing on time, Rob? You got exactly two minutes in counting, and I know you just Oh, got... I got time to talk about horseradish then. All right, awesome. So uh, horseradish, uh, I didn't think it was going to be a big deal, but the horseradish that I got, uh, again, unfortunately, uh, the, the, the gentleman who gave me the horseradish has passed away. But when I worked in Ohio at a place called the Medina County Gazette, this young guy, uh, I worked back in the darkroom, the photo darkroom, and he worked out in, in this production uh, area. And he told me the story about this horseradish that his grandfather was grinding it, and he said, hey, Billy, come on over, take a take a sniff. And Bill did, <laughs> and just fell right back, backwards, and just passed out. And I, so he gave me some roots. And, you know, the fact, again, this is this is part of the gardening. Thing. The fact that it was his grandfather's makes it so much spe- more special for me. But I did the same thing. I ground it, and I was like, I don't know if this stuff smells strong enough. And I put my face in there, and it was like <laughs> it was like tear gas. Uh, but horseradish, man, there's nothing easier in the world to grow. In fact, I moved those roots here 22 years ago, and I just stuck them in a bed, and I've never been able to get rid of it. It's, it's a perennial uh, flower bed, but it's still growing horseradish, too. All right, Rob, ready to call it a day? I'm ready. <laughs> I like the way you say that. <laughs> I'm ready. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. Enjoy your day out in the garden today. All right, Doug, we'll catch up with you next week. Always good stuff with the one and only Doug Oster. Now, Frank Dentisi is here. Corned beef and cabbage, Irish soda bread, potatoes, more potatoes, and great Guinness, too. Stews, soups. Ladies and gentlemen, it's all about St. Patrick's Day. So get ready. And if you want to phone in now with your favorite St. Patrick's Day recipe, you may be taking home a $25 gift certificate from Coons Market. All coming up after Melinda checks the news in two minutes. Good morning. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.